Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. The NFL season preseason is in the books. Which divisions are the most competitive? Which are the least? We'll discuss and make our predictions on who will prevail in each. The Brockway Rovers and Dubois Beavers each picked up big wins in week one of the high school football season. We're going to talk to the head coaches from both teams to see if they're ready for the big matchup this Friday night. It's time to hear from you. If you'd like to weigh in on a sports topic or ask a question for us, send us a text message at 814-590-8029. That's 814-590-8029. We'll share some at the bottom of the hour. I'm Dave Herzen. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Lenny Anderson, filling in for Dave Glass. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go. Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. And welcome back to Under Review. It's great to be back with you guys, and it's great to be joined by a special guest in the studio today, Lenny Anderson. No relation, I don't believe, but Lenny, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to make my radio debut tonight. I love it. I've been wanting Big Len on here for a while. Also, he knows as well as I do, we took last week off, so we're back, and being back is the best. So Being back is always the best. <laughs> well, Dave Glass, we miss you. We're going to be talking a little bit of wrestling later, I hear, so uh, he'll definitely have to tune in for that part. But uh, in the meantime, guys, let's jump right in. The start of the NFL season is just eight days away. Hard to believe. We've talked a lot about the Steelers. We've talked a lot about the AFC North. But I thought it would be fun to take a little wider look at the NFL in general. So I thought we'd go division by division. I found an NFL.com article that talks a little bit about each division. And it also talks about um, some previews but it ranked them from worst to first, okay? So we're gonna go in order. We're gonna start with the worst division and work our way down to the what they deem as being the best division. So we're gonna start with the NFC South. That would be the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. So what I wanna get from you guys is just a little thought on the division, any particular team or storyline that you're looking at, and then maybe your prediction for who will win that division. We'll start with our guest Lenny today. Yeah, it's exciting. um, The South is probably the worst division. I would probably agree with that article. Um, On my podcast, uh, last night we actually just previewed all all the divisions, so I'm prepared for this greatly. Um, I picked the Saints last night, and I'm going to stay with that again. The reason being, I like Derek Carr as probably the best, uh, most experienced, and most established quarterback in the division, Uh, whereas other places you have Ritter coming into his second year, Bryce Young as a rookie, and then Baker Mayfield, who's kind of bounced around a little bit. So I think this division, while is the worst, is probably also going to be a pretty competitive division, but I like New Orleans to win. Yeah, Bob, a lot of times I talk about the odds, over-unders, betting lines, and whatever, and I actually found something off the Action Network, uh, a supercomputer called Betsy. Uh, hmm. Betsy. They did 100,000 <laughs> simulations of, of the NFL season, so I'm going to cite some of that for a different take for this. Okay. They actually predicted the Saints would win that division as well. Um, they I, they also said this is the first time, and I, I, oh my goodness, I'm blanking, that every team has a new QB yes, in their I saw division. That. Yes. I forget what year it was. It was in the 90s was the last time I read that that had happened. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, for sure. But the Saints, they did predict that as well. 
Is that who you're going with, D? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path and I'm going to take the Falcons. Um, I think that it really comes down to the Falcons or the Saints in this division. But um, Arthur Smith, he was the Titans offensive coordinator when he left to go to Atlanta. He came into a bad situation in, uh, in Atlanta. Not a lot of talent. I feel like there is now. I mean, look at some of the weapons they have on offense. They have three top 10 picks, mm-hmm. uh, one at receiver, tight end, and running back. Bijan Robinson better be good. He was my sixth pick in fantasy this weekend. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, he was able to revive Ryan Tannehill's career. Maybe he can get you know Desmond Ritter to at least be an adequate game manager for them and um, and win that division. Let's go to the... Let's see the AFC South. We got the Jaguars, the Titans, the Colts, and the and the um, Texans. We'll start with D this time. Again, Betsy predicted the Jaguars. That'd be my prediction as well. The Jaguars were a team last year that I think really surprised a lot of people. Trevor Lawrence, I think this year is up for a really big year. I, I look at them being possibly a twelve-win team. Uh, so I, I predict the Jaguars as well. Yeah, I agree. Jacksonville is my pick. I actually picked them to win the division last year on my podcast. People were stunned. <laughs> I, I, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence guy. Obviously, I'm a Clemson fan, so I've been following Trevor the whole time. Um, I think not only will they win this division, I think you'll see Trevor Lawrence probably in the MVP conversation for large parts of this season. And they got Calvin Ridley back, who was suspended for the gambling Love issue last pickup. year. So that's like adding a number one receiver to an already pretty good offense. I, I think Jacksonville walks away with this division pretty easily, honestly. I couldn't say much more than what you guys already said. I agree with everything. I love Calvin Ridley on that team. He was my third pick in fantasy mm-hmm. football this weekend. Um I, I think Doug Peterson's a good coach. Yes. I, I did see that he cut his son. Did you guys see that? I did see that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. I mean, you, you almost have to, I guess, yeah. if, you know, <laughs> keep the team. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, the Jaguars. A big question for me is their defense. But, you know, they don't have a whole lot of competition in that division either. Let's go to the NFC North. It is the sixth-ranked division. That would be the Vikings, the Lions, the Packers, and the Bears. Lenny? Yeah, the, this division uh, is going to be – very competitive, I think, as well. Um, the Vikings, always a very good regular season team. I think they're probably the favorite to win this division. Um, everybody has the Bears on the come up a little bit with fields. Uh, the Lions are a team that we've I've been super behind for a couple of years. I actually think the hype may have crossed the hill to the way down, so now I'm a little bit worried about them. I'm picking Green Bay, actually, in this division. Wow. I love Jordan Love this year. I love his receivers. Mm. And um, I like their defense. They have eight first-round picks on their defense. I like Green Bay to win this division. All right. I, I, I like Minnesota just because I like Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Netflix series. What? I, I, he, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. And he seems like he's pretty easy to root for. I also love the fact several years ago that the van story, just really compelling to me because I like idiotic stuff like that. So I picked the Vikings, but also just tying back to what I said before, the, the betting supercomputer picked the Vikings as well, and they predicted them actually at 10.8 wins, hmm. which is pretty crazy. All right. Well, Rodgers is gone, of course, so that changes the division a lot. Uh, my wife accuses me of being a closet Lions fan. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, I am rooting for the Lions, and I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with them in this division. Yeah, Lions are fun to root for with Dan Campbell there. With Absolutely. The Hard Knocks last year. I, I find myself really liking Detroit a lot. I too. might do some burpees at the next break. You know? <laughs> there you but, go. Yeah, I'll go with the, with the Lions here. The NFC West, uh, we got the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. 
All right. Well, this is Lenny's division. Being a Seahawks fan, we have to let him have the honors here, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win this division. I think most people are going to pick the 49ers. Probably both of you guys as well. And I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest here. They're going to be very tough to topple in that division for Seattle. I do honestly like their chances to be able to maybe do it though, because Geno showed last year he's for real. Um, and they added Jackson Smith and Jigbit that receiver position, which was already a strength. I like their running game. I'll, I'll take Seattle here. Yeah, I hate to say it. I'm going to pick the 49ers. The, the supercomputer picked the 49ers as well. But I look for the Seahawks to be a wild card team. I, I do like Geno Smith. Uh, it was resurgent last year. I think he's only going to get better this year. Seattle's a dangerous team. But 49ers, their defense is just so loaded. It's pretty hard to, to go against a team like that, except when they're playing Pittsburgh week one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to actually go with the Seahawks. And not just because Lenny's across from me. Right. I just feel like the NFL is so unpredictable. There's going to be some, you know, some crazy uh, things that happen. This is really a division really of two studs and two duds. It's either going to be the Seahawks or 49ers. I do like where the Seahawks are heading. I like their running game. I like their receivers. Uh, so I'll go with them. And then the question with the 49ers is, can Brock Purdy do what he did last year at the end of the season Maybe NFL defenses will figure them out. Now we'll go to the NFC East. We got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders. D. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's really hard to get bet against Philadelphia, but if you look at, like you said, the NFL is really unpredictable. Um, I don't like the Eagles. The, the fan base is very hard to, to tolerate, but it, it's I think they're going to win that division. Um, all those teams, though, I think, are going to give them fits. Dallas is going to be better than what people think because of that defense. I think Dak has a bounce back year. I think he's going to do well. I mean, the Cowboys won 12 games last year. Right. Sneakily won, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, but I, I do like Philadelphia again. Jalen Hurts is just too much. Yeah, I think, I mean, Philadelphia is the favorite. I'm going to take Philadelphia by a hair here myself. But I agree with you, Dave. This division is going to be hard. Even the commanders, in my opinion, are going to give some people some problems. I like what I see on their offense with Sam Howell, and I like the weapons they have. Dotson from Penn State, of course, you guys are familiar with. And um, I agree with you. Dak will be better than he was last year, almost certainly. And they do have a good defense. They do have weapons. So I think it's going to be tight, but I'll, I'll say Philly squeaks it out. Yeah, the question for me is, can anybody challenge the Eagles in this division? I think that they are the clear favorites. I'm going to go with them as well. My big question with Dallas is Mike McCarthy. I'm just not a big believer in Mike McCarthy, and they lost uh, Kellen I, I Moore. I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. All right, we got the AFC West. So we got the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, Lenny. Yeah, this division, I mean, it's it's the Chiefs division, unfortunately. I I like um I like Los Angeles. I always want to call them San Diego. I like the Chargers. You know, I like but they the receivers can't seem to stay healthy. They just can't seem to win big games, close games. And that's been going on for years, even back to Phillip Rivers. They just can't get over the hump when they're in these tight games. Um, meanwhile, Kansas City always gets over the hump in those tight games. They always find a way to win. Andy Reid's probably the best Coaching. offensive mind in yep. football. Mahomes clearly the best quarterback. I have to take Kansas City. Yeah, I think this is the easiest pick of them all. I mean, Mahomes is just – otherworldly it's him and everybody else in relation to you know the, the best quarterback in in football i mean i know burrow's in the discussion Allen, but mahomes is better than both of them and with him at the helm i just don't see anybody winning this division until something crazy happens he gets hurt or something you know 
Kelsey gets serious, something crazy is going to have to happen for anybody to unseat them. Yeah, the funny thing with the Chiefs is I feel like they don't have a ton of weapons. If you look at them on paper, they got Kelsey and then what else, you know? Yeah. But uh, I can't bet against Mahomes. The AFC East, we got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. I think it's D this time. This is actually going to be one of the, my favorite divisions to watch throughout the season. There's a lot of storylines in this division. Buffalo's offseason was kind of wacky. Yes, Stephon yeah. Diggs and Allen, were, they, they, a lot of disconnect there. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Patriots, uh, who knows what's going to happen with Mac Jones. And Dolphins with Tua. If Tua's healthy, the Dolphins could win this division. Mm-hmm. They really could. But that's a big question mark. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I hate to say it, I'd like to see the, the Jets win this division. Simply Me too. Because, simply because of the storyline with Rodgers. Um, he, he's got a lot of weapons there. Their defense speaks for itself. So I'm actually going to pick the Jets. I went with them too. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah, I'm against you guys totally. I'm on the whole <laughs> other side of the ballpark. Uh I, I, I'm just going to, I'm a confessed hater of Aaron Rodgers. I'm just not a fan of him. Never have been. Um, but he does make this team more competitive. He makes them more legitimate. There's no doubt about any of that. I still think, to be fair, people are putting them in the Super Bowl. I mean, they have to beat Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. has been the, the king of this division. I don't think they lost that much, to be honest. I think they're still there. And personally, I'm going to take Buffalo. But, but I think Miami, if you can get 14-plus games from Tua – I think Miami might win this division. I just don't know if he can stay healthy. It's you know he, they say they they've tried a bunch of techniques to keep him healthy, keep his head injuries down. If that can happen, then this team's legitimate. Yeah, yeah I have questions about Buffalo. I'm a little concerned about them, so that's why I went with the Jets as well. Uh, my big concern with them is the offensive line. And we already talked a lot about the AFC North, so D and I aren't going to weigh in. But Lenny, what do you think? Who's going to win that division? Yeah, I've, I love this division this year. Honestly, I think it's going to be top, very tough, very tough. I think all the teams are good in here. Um, to Dave's surprise, I'll even give the Steelers credit. I think the Steelers <laughs> are a Stay legitimate, away, a legitimate contender here. I actually think all four teams are contenders here. I've, I like Cleveland yeah. a lot. I think Watson will be back closer to Houston form, and if he's in, if he's in that form. They're going to be dangerous. But I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Chalk. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because I, I just absolutely love this team. Burrow, Chase, Higgins. I mean, it's just one of the most fun teams to watch. So I'm going to stay Cincinnati. But I actually think it's a complete uh, – coin flip here in this division to be honest with you absolutely all right well the nfl isn't the only football we're talking today friday there's a big game between the brockway rovers and the dubois beavers when we return we'll welcome brockway head coach jake heigl back to the show to talk about last week's win and this week's matchup stay with us as we continue under reviews sponsored by smith lawn and landscaping on connect fm you order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. In the Pennsylvania Army National Guard, get a head start on a career in exciting fields, including science, communications, engineering, and medicine, all while earning money for your education. This training will boost your eligibility for a high-paying and rewarding profession, and you can get it all while serving part-time in your community. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Army National Guard, visit nationalguard.com PA and talk to a recruiter today. 
paid for by the Pennsylvania Army National Guard. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. All right, guys. Well, we're back, but uh, we didn't have any luck catching up with Jake Heigl there. D just texted him, so we're going to try to get him back on here. We'll just flip-flop our schedule a little bit here and talk a little bit of upon further review here. So, um, Lenny, you're our guest. Why don't we let you go first here? What's on your mind sports-wise? All right, well, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll bring my expertise into the field here. We're going to talk a little bit of professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I know Dave Glass oh, has Dave. been clamoring for this, so I just want to get it here for him. <laughs> but, you know, this one, this story is actually a little sad, obviously. Last week, the wrestling world lost two major players, a current star Bray Wyatt, uh, real name Wyndham Rotunda, uh, succumbed to a heart attack, just 36 years old. Guy was a three-time champion in WWE and one of the most creative minds probably in the recent memory as far as some of the characters he came up with and the Firefly Funhouse, things like that. Beloved character. So that was sad. The other one that was is a huge name, and I know you guys will know him even if you're not wrestling fans, Terry Funk passed away at the age of 79. Now, Terry Funk wrestled in six decades. He held the NWA title in the 60s. He held a title in the 2010s. He won the Tag Team Championship in the WWE in 1998. Mm. You know, so he's been he wrestled for years. But what other people will know him about, obviously, is he was one of the best henchmen of the 80s he movies. He was. Uh, he he was. got beat up by... Uh, by uh, Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. He got beat up by Sylvester Stallone and Over the Top. And that, I mean, that's as good as it gets for me. That's a, that's a life well lived by Terry Funk. So I just wanted to say rest in peace to a couple uh, wrestling guys that I, I'm, that I are deep in my heart. So I, I, I just appreciated their, what their work was uh, in the world of wrestling and beyond. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. I got to see both of those guys perform only once each time. Uh, Bray Wyatt was something else. Uh, he, he was a guy that was so far ahead of what everybody else was doing in professional wrestling. Uh, his creativity was completely off the charts. Uh, so much so, uh, he was one of those guys that that a lot of kids believed it was actually happening. He, My daughter, for instance, my son, when he would come on, they were scared. And he, that, he was doing his job. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was really something to watch him perform as well because for being such a big guy, his in-ring presence, but also his ability in the ring was something else. Terry Funk, it was, it was funny. You'd see him out of the ring and he would limp around, could barely walk, but in the ring he gave you everything he had. Uh, there, if you go on YouTube and watch some of his matches, it is absolutely incredible what he did to yeah. his body for the sake of the performance with, 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 with wrestling. So uh, utmost respect to both of them. May they rest in peace. 
Well, I don't know, have a whole lot to add to the wrestling talk there, guys. But uh, one thing that I will say, it does seem like wrestlers tend to die young, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. But mo- more so previous, the, the health and wellness of them has, has improved greatly lately. Um, you know, back in the 80s, 70s, 90s, 60s, all that, the road life where they're on the road 250, 300 days a year, drinking heavy drugs a lot often and steroids later and um that led to a lot of deaths early for sure i'll say the current crop now from what every everybody talks about backstage and stuff they're more like gamers and things like that there's not a lot of partying going on they try those big stars have their own charter buses they travel in it's a much more healthy environment now Hmm. but you're right a lot of early deaths uh for sure bray he passed away reportedly had covid in march um affected his heart and then they wanted him to be on an external defibrillator apparently wasn't wearing it whenever this happened so just a sad situation there yeah for sure that reminds me of a documentary i just saw by the way did you guys watch the american gladiators growing up yes yeah Yeah, so they had a similar story with some of those guys and how they became heavy drinkers Mm -hmm. and you know and, and the lifestyle caught up to them. So that it just reminds me of that. Yeah, for sure. B, what do you got? Um, actually, you know, it's funny. I wanted to talk about uh, school spirit, something locally. We're having uh, both Jake. He's actually said he's going to be coming on next segment. Okay, way, great. And, and TJ, you know, growing up around here, we're all from this area. It, it, it seemed to me that there was a lot of school spirit for all the schools. The rivalries were a lot bigger. Um, now, it seems like that's coming back to some degree. So I'd like to you know, applaud a lot of these school districts, the Dubois School District, the Brockway School District, DCC. There's a lot more student involvement when you go to the basketball games. There's a student section ready to cheer. Uh, the football games are very well attended. Like when I was in high school, it was that way to some degree. And then there was a real lull when you talk to certain generations. I don't know what your thoughts are. And Bob, you're a teacher. Uh, it's just, it's something that I, it's nice to see because, you know, the world's changed. A lot of people move different ways when they leave their areas, but it's nice to actually see these areas, you know, have some pride for, you know, what their school sports are. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see when you go to these games, but the one that I'm really excited about is that Friday night game. I mean, yes. it's great to see Dubois playing Brockway and I think it's going to be a really competitive game. Well, they're bringing in extra bleachers. That's, yeah. That's what I Jake said. There. Yeah, And that's, that's the key to me in helping school spirit thrive is the scheduling scheduling yes. teams local yeah, that are made for local rivalries turkey you got to <laughs> schedule the teams that are local to you to get a rivalry built up like dubois brockway is just a natural rivalry and they've only played one year last year came down to one yard you know what i mean it was one of the most exciting high school games i've been to and um you know regardless of uh, divisions A, single A, double A, yeah. all that. That's fine. But I do think you want to play your local schools as much as possible to give the kids a reason to be you know, uh, for their team and against the other team in a fun way. You know, it's funny. Years ago when when, when I played sports, when we were riding dinosaurs, you know, you'd, you'd play these massive schools. Now, Dubois doesn't do that anymore, and I'm glad they don't. We would play Altoona State College, Erie, Williamsport, and most of the time we would get pounded by those schools. But it was exciting when we knew we were going to go play Punxsy, going to go play Clearfield. You knew you, were, you could win those games, but also you knew a lot of those kids. You saw yeah, them in summer leagues yeah. and whatever it was. So, But it's nice to see that come back. It really is. And I know like my kids really enjoy going to these events. They see their friends. My son plays uh, midget football. Shout out to the Dubois Renegades. Air raid offense, baby. That's right. um, yes, he wears his jersey over to the games. There's a lot of pride, and, and that's really nice to see. 
All right, well, I, I, I'm going to take it national here, guys, and talk a little bit of football again. So did you see that the Colts were on the um, prowl for a trade partner for Jonathan Taylor, and it mm-hmm. didn't materialize? And I was just wondering what you guys think of that. Apparently, they were asking for a really high cost, maybe a first-round pick. But a report came out, because a lot of people thought he'd go to Miami, that the Colts wanted Jalen Waddle for Jonathan Taylor. So I'm just curious, do you guys think that Miami did the right thing turning that offer down? Oh, 100%. I mean, I wouldn't give him Jalen Waddle in a million years for Jonathan Taylor. I think yep. that's a, the, the the value of a receiver of Waddle's stature is yeah. so much superior to a running back now. You know, if this was 1985 or whatever, Jonathan Taylor would be a lot more valuable, but he's just not at this point. Now, I, I do think he would help some teams win, don't get me wrong, but you can't give up the farm for him, especially when you also have to re-sign him. He wants more money. Right. So it's like, it's a double-edged sword. You got, you know, it's, it's a double whammy, really. You got to trade, give up assets, then you have to pay him money. Um, and to be frank, last year was a down year for him. So I don't know that um, I would, I definitely would never make that trade. I, if I was the Dolphins and some other teams, I would have been in the market, but only to a certain extent. Apparently, Probably, the Packers were in the. In I would the say I would have been around a third round pick, would have been what yeah, my, my second, ceiling yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame what's happened to the running back position. These guys are stronger and faster than ever, um, but it's not. It's not the 80s. It's not the 90s. There's uh, more of them. There's, there's th- more th- of them that are faster. Yes, you know, there's that's, just, that's exactly there's a lot it. of guys you can punch in there. You know, we all played fantasy, still play fantasy. These guys, if they're in a system, it's amazing how if the lead back gets hurt, someone else will come in. A lot of the times, they do just as well. I mean, if that line is making holes for an NFL running back, it doesn't matter whether they're the starter or whether they're the backup. I mean, so I, I just the, – the running back position is, is certainly eh, – it's, it's in dire straits as far as big paydays are concerned. Yeah, and, and as far as fantasy football goes, I guess that's why you try to draft closer to the season. We actually had to draft last weekend because some of the guys couldn't make it over the Labor Day weekend, but uh, he was taken in the third round of our draft, and you thought, well, that's that's a gamble worth taking. I mean, if Miami mm-hmm. ends up with him, he's probably a first or second round talent. Now he's going to start the season on the pup list, and who knows when and if he'll play this season. So I, I feel bad for the guy who took him. All right, so when we come back, we'll try to get Jake Heigl back on the line. Stay with us as we continue under review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping on Connect FM, your only local news radio. Dr. Tom Petratus Dental is excited to welcome Dr. Daniel P. Schechter to our practice. Dr. Schechter is a double board certified dentist who brings 25 years of experience to Du Bois. He's skilled in restorative dentistry, emergency treatment, and extractions. Dr. Schechter enjoys hiking and finding the best local restaurants. The office is now accepting a limited number of new patients scheduled today. Dr. Thomas Petratus Dental, Hospital Avenue, Du Bois, 10 year winner of Reader's Choice Favorite Dentist and Best Dentist, Best of Tri County. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports... You love extreme sports or you work in hazardous construction zones. You need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Commons Drive to Boys and at MyWiseEyes.com. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives. The car's torn apart, 
and then the fun begins, trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. If you're tired of the fake news and tired of all the left-wing BS and agendas out there, if you want to do your right part to clean out the swamps and hit the lefties where it hurts, their pocketbook, we all know the president and his cronies hired thousands more IRS employees and agents. Now that's not very American. There's a way to fight back. Fellow conservatives out there, call American Tax Relief. They can help you pay less to the IRS. Don't you give a penny more to spend to the left-wing agendas. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes or haven't filed your taxes in years, call my friends at American Tax Relief. They'll give you a 100% free introduction to their program. And trust me, they're on the right side of your freedom. Pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-947-2132. 800-947-2132. That's 800-947-2132. Paid for by the tax doctor. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. I'm Bob Anderson, and they are Dave Herzing and Lenny Anderson. The Brockway Rovers are 1-0 after thumping Kane. 42 to nothing on Saturday. Here to discuss is head coach Jake Heigel. Jake, thanks for joining hey, us. Guys. How are you? How's it going thanks tonight? For me. All right, great. I bet you got your practice in already today, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. All right, so what are you doing to prepare for this game Friday night against the uh, Dubois Beavers? You know, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with the um, size and athleticism of Dubois. Uh, I think that's they're a, they're a very formidable team in the sense that um, you look at the way they play, and uh, I'm you know I know TJ pretty well, and uh, you can see that his his uh, stamp is definitely on that program. They seem well prepared, and they're um, you know very very uh, organized. Um, you, you can tell they're all kind of on the same page. So we're just prepping our guys for for you know a well coached, um, well run team. Well, the last time we talked, Jake, you were talking about not looking past week one, and you sure didn't do that. Mission accomplished. Were you surprised to win 42 nothing on Friday night or Saturday? Uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, it was it was only, you know, 13 nothing uh, at the end of the second quarter. Um, we had some miscues, and, um, you know, they what they were trying to do offensively, um, you know, was get a little bit of a ground game going, and they do ha- they did have a very uh, impressive large line, but um, luckily we we kind of stuffed their run a little bit, and so they tried to go to the air, um, and that hurt us a little bit, you know that did, um, you know so. But we once we got into the second half, and our guys kind of calmed down and got rid of those first game jitters, um, we kind of settled in a little bit. So, yeah, Jake, I was going to say uh, this is Lenny here. I was going to say you guys started a little bit slow in the first half there. Um, did you make, were there any key adjustments in, in the style of play you wanted to go into the second half to, that ended up leading to the, to the, you know, the 
more decisive victory, or is it just a matter of just kind of getting your feet under you? Yeah, I was cut cut the mental mistakes and get the snap. Uh, that was that was the adjustments we made. I mean, it was our our game plan um, was there. It was just you know executing, and honestly, that that happens in the first game. I mean, that's what it's for. And you know, we we had a really good um, scrimmage against Punksy in the in the sense that they they roughed us up a little bit. I mean, the physicality that they had um, kind of tested us, and I think we brought. Um, kind of our, our counterpunch in that Kane game, which was, you know, if we want to be any good, we've, we've got to really start being physical. So I, I would say, you know, when we finally realized um, we cut some mistakes, we can, we can get it going, um, our guys, you know, kind of settled in, like I said. Yeah, so um, obviously Bray played well. Uh, Trey played well for Dubois. Both young quarterbacks played well. Um, what's one of the keys, you think, to try to slow down Trey? Uh, what's what's an opportunity to try to slow down the offense? It looked pretty explosive for Dubois. Yeah, he's he's uh, all-around QB. I mean, he can run. he got great vision. I think have a well-run offense. I think that, um, you know, with him, it looked like um, – he felt very comfortable back there. Even when there was pressure, he was able to slide up. Um, you know, he's he's somebody that I, you know, you're going to see his name for quite a quite a while the next couple of years. And um, you know, I, I think that in any passing game, you know, obviously you say pressure was helpful in that sense. But um, you know, I, I think that he he's very very poised for for a young guy. And I, you know, that's. I, you know, I know him and Brayden are, are good friends, and, and Adam and TJ are good friends, and they travel quite a bit. You know, that's the kind of poise that you know Bray kind of had at that young age, and he's only a year behind Bray. And um, you know, the difference is he he's kind of a bigger stature guy than um, Bray, and you know, Bray has a little more shiftiness than him. But you know, the, it's going to be fun to watch those two duke it out for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Jake, it's D. Hey, I wanted to ask you um, what your thoughts were on your defense. They really came up big stopping Kane's ground game. Uh, just kind of expound upon that. I know you have some uh, some big boys up front. Yeah, you have Ben Yale who's a good kid, a real physical kid. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it starts with our linebackers. Johnny Barachetti in the middle. Um, you know, I kind of said this to the to the courier. Um, he's a mental giant. I mean, he, he gets everybody aligned. Um, and he really, really has a knack for the mental side of the game. And then, yeah, obviously um, some of our guys up front played really well uh, against a you know, pretty, pretty large defense, our offensive line and Kane. Um, you know, Yale and Yonner played really well in the middle, and Jay Weary helped us out at the end too, and Jake Hoover played well. But Carter Guadalnoon came in and played pretty good too. But, you know, when they did start to air it out, um, you know, the communication in our back end was, was very good. That's what – you know, allowed us to continue to have success even when they did change their game plan. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll probably ask TJ the same question here in the next segment, but there's a lot of buzz surrounding this game. I'm sure the kids are aware of it. Uh, you know, what are you telling your boys here you know, before the game on Friday night just to kind of you know, let them know that it's it's just one game? I think there's there's two strategies you can go about this. You can You can be flat out, you know, honest about it and lean into it and tell them, you know, this is exciting. It's a fun game. And, you know, you've, you know, lean into the chaos of it, or you can, you know, try to shutter everybody in and try to, you know, hide them off and, and, you know, kind of tune the noise out. 
Um, I took a little bit of both approaches, to be honest. Took a, you know, I always lean on my dad for those type of things. And, um, you know, honesty is key, but, you know, getting guys to understand it, you know, this isn't the end-all, be-all game. You know, this is part of our schedule, marathon of a schedule. And, um, you know, like I said, you can't, you can't look past any games, but you can't, you know, make a Super Bowl out of any games either. You know, our ultimate goal of a district championship is, is you know, what our Super Bowl is. And um, if you allow yourself to get caught up in one game or if you allow yourself to look past any teams, um, you know, you can really get bit. So it's, you know, a little bit of not being too big for the moment, but at the same time understanding that the reality is, yeah, our, you know, towns are five miles, six miles apart. Um, you know, these kids all have social media. There's no reason to pretend like it's not a buzz. I mean, it's going to be a fun environment. I'm excited for it, and I think it's great for both communities. We're talking to head coach Jake Heigel of the Brockway Rovers. Um, Jake, as far as that game goes, do you guys feel like you're kind of underdogs in your own stadium this week? And, and does that take a little bit of the pressure off, perhaps? Um, I guess, you know, I always say, and I said this is the career as well, when you're playing a team that's much, much larger than you, um, you'll always typically be the underdog, no matter the type of competition you're playing. And, um, you know, I again, I never take um, – you know, I never take any one of our players for granted. I'll take, you know, 35 Rovers any day of the week. If, if over, you know, 75 or 80 or 100 or, you know, 150 kids. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you put 11 guys on the field and, you know, I can pump that. But at the same time, you have to, you know, look at your opponent and say, you know, their 11 guys are putting on the field are pretty good. So you have to game plan for that. But as far as, you know, looking at it as underdogs or anything like that, um, we don't really – we don't really paint that picture. The picture we paint is, you know, we've got a, an opponent we have to prepare for. You watch film, you take care of business, and at the end of the day, um, if you do everything right and you still lose, then, you know, you've prepared at the very least. But, um, you know, I think if you ask the town of Brockway, um, the Rovers never look at themselves as an underdog. Jake, I actually wanted to ask you something tied into our Upon Further Review segment here we had a minute ago about school spirit. And I'm going to ask TJ the same thing. Do you have? Do you notice that there's more spirit lately with a lot of the local schools? Yeah, I, I think that um, the, the sports in District 9 as a whole are up. Um, and, and Len, I think we've talked about this before. The whole district in every sport has really competed in states for you know, the last five, six years. And when that happens, the competition ramps up because if you don't do the things the other teams are doing in the off season, you're going to get left behind. And the community recognizes that. Now, every community likes winners too. So when you win, you start to see that stuff pick up as well. I mean, we're really lucky that, you know, Brockway has always had a really deep tradition in, in backing the football team. So, um, you know, it didn't take much for that to start to get rallied behind us the last few years. But, yeah, I, I definitely notice, um, you know, I, I definitely notice all the teams in the district. Uh, the communities seem to be really ramped up. The attendance at games are up. Um, but I think that that has to do with the district as a whole being good right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, Jake. That's for sure. Oh, we got about a minute left here, Jake, but I uh, wanted to see if you would talk a little bit about Jendy's performance on Friday night and what kind of role is he going to play this uh, or Saturday last week and what kind of a role is he going to play Friday night? Yeah, I, I always pump Jendy's work, work ethic. I mean, he's, he's truly, um, you know, what you try to 
tell freshmen who are coming into your program, this is what you can be if you work hard for four straight years. Um, you know, Jendi had a really good game last week. I still think that there's things that we can all clean up, uh, including him. I, I, I think that um, if we continue to progress each week, we can we can reach our, our goal of the district championship. Um, but, you know, the best part about Jendi is he's always positive. I mean, he, you know, no matter what the score is, he's keeping guys up. He's, you know, when we're rolling, he's telling them what to keep rolling. He's, he's the, you know, the verbal uh, captain that you really want on your team because, you know, in years past we haven't had that, had to force people. But with him and, and Yonner, um, you know, they're, they're not shy about it. They'll, they'll be chatty and they'll talk, and they're kind of everything you want in verbal captains. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time, Jake. We know you got a busy week ahead, a couple days here, and uh, you might want to stay with us here because we're going to have TJ on next. Maybe you can get a nugget or two. I think that me and him have probably watched enough film, and, and and he'll probably tell you the same thing I will, which is I love this week, but it is a lot. I mean, the two towns competing against each other. It's you know we just want to coach football, and you know it's uh, we're both excited, I'm sure, and I you know have a ton of respect for TJ, so I wish him all the best. All right, well, thanks so much. Good luck, Jake. All right, take care. All right, stay with us on Under Review as we continue, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. We'll be right back. I'm Dan Kennard with Tri-County Insider News. Here's what's happening. A 50-year-old Jefferson County man is now in jail and faces more than 50 criminal counts related to the alleged raping of a preteen girl over a two-year period. State police have filed various sexual assault charges against Daryl Asbury of Punxsutawney following the completion of a four-year investigation. According to court documents, Asbury assaulted the girl at a Bell Township residence multiple times between 2018 and 2019. Police say the victim was 11 to 12 years of age at the time of the alleged rapes. And there has been another slight drop in average per gallon gasoline prices in the Tri-County area. According to the latest AAA East Central Gas Price Report, gas prices are one cent lower this week in western Pennsylvania, and prices are down two cents statewide, according to the Gas Buddy survey. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Overcast skies tonight with a low of 48. Northerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 72. Tomorrow, bright sunshine. Clear skies again. Tomorrow night, lows level off around 46. Daytime highs approaching 76. Friday, under sunny skies. 79, Saturday. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 66. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. 
Welcome back to Under Review, and we are lucky now to be joined by the other coach of this big matchup Friday night. We have TJ Wingard with us. TJ, thanks for coming on. How are you? Absolutely. Oh, we're good here. Uh, middle of the week already. Yeah, exactly. The week's going quickly. Congratulations, first of all, on the on the big victory Friday, the shootout in Carn City. Uh, there's a lot of places we could start here, but uh, let's keep it in the family. Let's start with Trey. He threw for 316 yards and four touchdowns. Talk about his performance Friday. Um, he 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 did what he's supposed to do, and as far as all the the work we've put in from summer through camp, and the receivers and Coach Butler and the offensive line, we just kind of tried to take advantage of what Carn City was showing us on defense and just ran the plays. And he 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 did what he was supposed to do. Um, I know you talked about wanting to run the ball a lot, but I, I saw 316 of your 391 yards of offense came through the air. Uh, was that something that uh, you did because you were playing from behind, or, or what led to that adjustment? It was a combination of both where, again, Carn City was doing a pretty good job up front. Um, not that we couldn't run the ball. I mean, we did run for, what, almost 80 yards, I think. But it, it seemed like the way the game flow was going uh, – we needed to move the ball uh, downfield a little quicker, and, and some of those bigger plays just happened to go our way. Yeah, TJ, this is Lenny here. Um, yeah, I watched the game on my phone. I was at a wedding reception, watched the game on my phone. It was a <laughs> fun, exciting game to watch. Um, the one, I, Obviously, a question I have for you is, you know, what the defense struggled a little bit to stop Corn City, clearly. Um, you know, what kind of adjustments do you think you need to make to try to be able to hold this high-powered Brockway offense down this Friday? We just have to tackle better, and we had a couple blown assignments. And uh, I mean, I'm going to give Carn City credit; they run that that version of a power wing T with a little bit of option, and like they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to it's hard to replicate in practice consistently. So I mean, we didn't play our best game on defense, but I would still give Carn City a lot of credit. But we've been really working on tackling and just making sure we don't mess up any of our assignments. And if everybody does their job and 11 guys uh, have it under control, then uh, we should be in good shape. Yeah, I, I hear you there. That is a tough offense to defend for sure. And then, um, obviously, like we talked about, Trey played really well. And the other side, Bray played really well. Um, a couple of good quarterbacks make for an exciting football game always. Um, what do you think some of the keys are to try to slow down Bray and uh, the the Rovers' offense this Friday? Oh, I think it's somehow, some way, uh, they're very good uh, with consistency. We have to find a way uh, to to manipulate their timing and and. You know, however that it is, whether they're running the ball, passing the ball, whatever they're doing, is we just have to take them out of out of the the comfort of all their timing they have in play. So, I mean, they're consistent. They can run. They can throw. They're going to play defense. This this is a good game. Yeah, TJ, this is D. Um, wanted to ask you. I asked Jake the same thing. Um, schematically, you're, you know, obviously, you guys. He both. He said you're watching film. That goes without saying. But you know, mentally though, what are you telling the kids to get them prepared for this game on Friday night? I mean, I've been around this area a long time, and there's a lot of buzz surrounding this game. I just want to know what your thoughts are, but also maybe what you're telling your kids to prepare for them for a big Friday night coming up. I think it's 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 built itself to where like. I want to say this politely and kindly, like it's a really good little rivalry game, but it, the kids on either team don't need extra pressure from the outside. They don't need they don't need a bunch of white noise from whoever it is making this bigger than it has to be. And it's great for both communities, but the, the kids just need to take it as another football game that you know you're working hard to win. And it, what makes it special though is a lot of these kids know each other. So I think 
just knowing some of your opponents and then hearing maybe from family members, oh, this is big and the community is getting all crazy and stuff, I think that puts pressure, pressure on kids from both teams. So the goal is just to try to calm that down and, and get rid of some of that outside noise. Yeah, um, one thing I actually, I, I really got a kick out of seeing this. On social media, I saw a picture of you up by the Johnny Dubois statue with, with the team. Um, you know, if, if it was something private, obviously keep that close to the vest. But if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe with our listeners you know, what the message was up there to your team. Because it looked like uh, you were really reflecting upon something very important. Like there was something really important said in that, in that picture, which I thought was a great picture, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's just a tradition that our staff started when we took over four years ago where that viewpoint of of the city and the hillside and where all the roads go, I just you know wanted to bring to the kids' attention that you know that direction takes you to Reynoldsville and that direction takes you to Sykesville and Rockton. And we just talked about all the kids from where they're from in our district. But on Friday nights, we all meet in that stadium down there that we could see the goalpost and the scoreboard from, and just letting them know that that's what we're playing for, and and you know just playing as a team together. And it's just it's a really cool viewpoint up there, and, and that's what we do. We just kind of soak it in at the end of camp. That's loyal son talk, TJ. That's what that is. Loyal sons are we, buddy. I want to yeah. know how I get in these loyal sons. I, <laughs> I'm not loyal enough, apparently. But uh, we're talking to TJ Wingard, head coach of the Dubois Beavers football team. TJ, going back to Friday night, um, I, I was just wondering, I wanted to get your take on the play that Garrett Nissel made in the third quarter there. It seemed to really turn the game around on a defensive pick six. Can you talk about that that's, play? Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's what the sports center excuse me, sports center people, et cetera, call the, uh, the splash play, the uh, game changer. Um, you know, we could have very easily after that drive been down 28 to 19, but that was pretty much a 14-point swing and a little extra kick in the pants for us. That was definitely, you know, in my opinion, if not the major play in the game, one of the top three. Yeah, TJ, Len again, I just want to ask uh... – um, a little bit about the new coach on your staff, Paul Butler. You mentioned, you know, is coaching with the receivers and everything. Obviously, he's had quite the quite the journey in football. You know, going on to play in the Raiders camp and everything like that. All bounced around a lot. I actually have a family familiar tie to Paul. He'll call me Uncle Lenny if you ask him. He's a, <laughs> awesome. he's a good dude. So I just want to know, like, what do you think he brings to to the staff as far as helping the receivers uh, learn that position? Man, I'll tell you what, uh, a ton of knowledge, a ton of patience. Um, he's very intellectual about the game. He's, he's a really good teacher of the game. Uh, these kids are soaking stuff in. The communication between myself and, and Paul and the receivers and the quarterbacks is, is, is pretty special right now. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, he's been an awesome addition for sure. Yeah. TJ, I wanted to ask you real quick about, you know, the thoughts surrounding, you know, you said about one road lead this way, one road. Do your kids, does, do they, Respond to stuff like that. Do they understand that you know when they how special it is to be on you know on a team on playing on Friday nights. You know youth sports. I coach only at the youth level right now. And yeah, I know I've seen you several times over the years at on deck with my son. Some of these boys, I think, I I, I don't know how to say this. Sometimes they don't realize how special these years are in their lives. Do your kids get the sense of that playing on Friday nights? I I think this group like obviously ever this is our fourth year and. Each group that comes into camp and we break camp, they all have a different personality. Um, this year's group is really the first group that's been with us all four years. You can sense, you know, my coaching staff are, I, I can't tell you how how fortunate these players are to have them in their lives. And uh, just the, the knowledge and the wisdom and, and 
the patience and coaching moments, I, I think this team does appreciate what's going on here. I, I really do, and the seniors definitely. But I think these younger kids are just following right along. I, I, I do think they, they, they treat it as a very special thing. Well, last one for you, TJ, and we appreciate you taking the time. I'm, I know we're bouncing back and forth here, but going back to that game Friday, um, you, you know, you guys had to come from behind a couple of times. You gave up the opening drive for a touchdown, but talk about the resilience of the group and, and their ability to respond and come back. That has to be an encouraging sign for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, I think it really comes, you know, from the from the senior leadership and and the kids in the huddle and you know, the quarterback, the receivers work together in practice and the blocking schemes. We just kind of knew, just, you, you knew uh, the feeling on the sideline was, we're good, we got this. Like, okay, they scored, let's just go get another. Like, that was their, there was never a moment of panic. It was just, okay, it's our turn, let's get the ball back and see what happens. And they, they did. So, that was, it was pretty neat. All right, TJ. Well, we wish you the best of luck this Friday. Thanks so much for taking the time coming on with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I hope everybody in the area that's coming there have a great time. Uh, cheer the kids on. Uh, you know, stay off the officials as much as you can because they're they're rough on both sides. And just cheer all these kids on. It's a, it's going to be a really nice moment for both schools. I I agree with that. So uh, under review, we'll continue on Connect FM, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. After these messages. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Hi friends, this is Tom from Dutch Pantry. I wanted to take this moment to both thank God for his many blessings and to thank everybody from our surrounding communities for your continued support. Dutch Pantry has been serving wholesome quality meals and a variety of country favorites in the Dubois area. And when it comes to desserts, we have fresh baked pies, hot fudge cake, apple fritter sundaes, all delicious classics. So once again, thank you for allowing us to be part of your family dining experience. Dutch Pantry Family Restaurant, open daily 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Route 219 North, I-80, exit 97, Dubois. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News, the latest on Hurricane Idalia after it smashed into the Florida Gulf Coast, plus a look at why these storms are becoming more and more intense. Also, after a lull in the industry earlier this year, the tech sector is getting a big boost from interest in the potential of generative AI and why you can't count out the American Mall just yet. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. 99.7-96.7, Connect FM. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing.
Well, guys, the hour always goes fast, but we actually have a little extra time here in this final segment. But before we talk a little bit more sports, I wanted to say thank you, Lenny. You did an awesome job tonight. You're a natural on here. Must come back to your podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? And what do you think of radio here? Yeah, I had a blast. This has been a great hour for me. It's a lot of fun. First of all, I love local sports talk, and I like national. It's a great mix. But, um, yeah, so I have a podcast. We've been doing it for about three years now, me and my buddy Mike. And we have a few other uh, members of the podcast team as well. Um, it's called Living Room Champs. You can, you can find it on Apple. You can find it on Spotify. Um, I post it on Facebook every, every time we do a show. We have uh, me and Mike talk. We have a show called The Squared Sofa where we talk pro wrestling. Um, we have the Fantasy Funk House, which covers fantasy football every week. They do a show, and they're excellent. Um, my guy, Matty Funkhauser and Jerry Two Chains, they do a great job in terms of breaking down the previous week and who you should play and who you shouldn't. I think they're excellent. And we do uh, uh, the Entertainment Center, which we'll talk TV shows, movies, things of that nature. So we do a little bit of everything. Mike's debut and actually a Stairway podcast about Steelers, fo- Steelers exclusively football. So we have a lot of fun with it. Um, I encourage anybody that likes sports talk and just talk in general to check it out. It's a fun, it's a fun show. D- D's been on there a few times. It's fantastic. You do a great job, Len. And again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I, anytime, guys. I mean, this is this is a lot of fun for sure. All right, well, uh, D, you said about the uh, Penguins. We're going to be able to watch them on TV this year. Yeah, it's going to be nice, finally. Uh, they got their television rights squared away, and they're going to have national games as well. So that's, and actually, I'd like to try and get a guest from the Penguins coming on here maybe in the next couple of weeks. He said once that was finalized, we'll get him on. So that's pretty exciting as well. Absolutely. I'm already looking at my tickets for this year. We like to do a group outing every year. We're looking at January against the Canadians, but we're already losing Lenny. We're talking hockey here. <laughs> so we got to pick something else here. You had some tennis talk there. For yeah, us, I just Lenny. wanted to give a little shout out to, um, we were texting in the group a little bit about Venus Williams yesterday. She lost in straight sets to an un- unranked qualifier. So obviously her career is probably at the, sort of at the tail end, but a seven-time Grand Slam champion, nine-time runner-up. Obviously her career has been overshadowed a little bit by her little sister Serena who's the greatest woman player of all time um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Venus before her career ends I think she's brought a ton of class and sportsmanship to tennis and um, if you haven't seen King Richard the movie starring Will Smith I highly recommend the great movie about their come up and I hope Venus is all she's won Wimbledon five times so my hope is that she does one more run at Wimbledon and goes out gracefully there, uh, like Serena did at the U.S. Open, her favorite tournament. So I, I just wanted to give a little bit of a love to Venus Williams. Yeah, I mean, if Serena wasn't there, imagine what Venus would have won. Right. I mean, I, I mean I, you can't do what-ifs, but still. True. Serena is arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Right. You know, and it just so happens that she was playing when Venus was at the height of her career. Yeah. But she, she I mean, she's... Venus, some might say six, top six, seven all-time in women's tennis. I don't think that's too shabby, considering no. you're coming from Compton. Yeah, absolutely. From what they came to and uh, their father's plan to get them to where they were, it's an amazing story. Uh, highly recommend the I think film. they're both doing better than Will Smith is, though, right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Will, Will really dampened the speech for best actor when he won it, playing Richard Williams. Unfortunately, really took, a, took the shine off that speech because it could have been really special, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we got a minute and a half, so that means it's time to get lost. D, I know this is your favorite time. Why don't you get us started? I'm going to give it to our guest here. All right. Let Let him lead Uh, it off. I'm going to say get lost. 
to uh, Brooks Kepka being the captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. Um, you know, I know Liv and PJ squared out their differences, but when he went to Liv, I feel like a lot of those guys, when they went to Liv, they, they were told they were going to be kind of banished from Ryder Cup. I thought at least one Ryder Cup punishment for kind of bailing on the PJ Tour would, would suffice. So I'm kind of not happy Brooks is on that Ryder Cup team. I say get lost to McDonald's raising their prices on their Fountain Diet Coke. Get lost <laughs> to that. Now. Get lost. Get back to a dollar. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, fans that stormed the field at Coors Field and tried to, uh, I guess, hug or something? Uh, what was it? Uh, Acuna. <laughs> yeah, Acuna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get lost. Ronald Acuna. So what the heck's up with that? Uh, and then how about Otani getting injured? Yeah. Uh, how much money is that going to cost? Over that guy? $100 million, they Get said. Get lost. $500 million contract. <laughs> oh, I'll say. Hey, did you miss any part of our show tonight? You can download the podcast the next day or go back and visit us on connectradio.fm. Lenny, thank you again. D. until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.